Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. Um, today we will trek through the path of lost soldiers, the freedom they fought for, the current crisis that we face led by a puppet in Xi Jinping, whose CCP party practices forced organ harvesting and killing of the patient, and a short story that is a microcosm of where we stand at present. And hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. Uh, so we're going to go over uh, happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. I know um, many people probably have a subdued um, feeling about this time. At, uh, you know, in terms of obviously we're as as members of the public. It's uh, this is generally celebrated by the public, but uh, it's usually the kickoff to summer and. In the Indianapolis 500 and other um, more um, patriotic and or uh, represent, uh, representations of of what this country stands for, and I think we there's many of us who who are uh, aware of what's going on. Um, one person who's not aware of what's going on is uh, Joe Biden, or certainly he's not he's not, he's not operating as if he is. And currently, I've been getting a getting a hit by a, a lot of airplanes just uh, just a moment ago. Um, a lot of takeoffs, evidently, or something. Something's going on. I'm not aware of what's exactly going on, but uh, I'm hearing jet fighters. Um, so I'm definitely hearing um, something interesting. Anyway. Um, I'm going to try to focus on this. So let's start with some good news. Uh, despite Pentagon rejection, rolling uh, rolling to remember, expecting 100,000 bikers in D.C. this weekend. Uh, this was published by uh, the Gateway Pundit. Um, according to Joe uh, uh, Chinnelly, uh, the National Executive Director of AMVETS, they are now expecting 100,000 bikes at the event. Breitbart reported, 
Speaking exclusively to Breitbart News, uh, the National Executive Director of AMVET said Muriel Bowser, the Mayor of District of Columbia, granted the group permission to stage at Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. So at least uh, we got that taken care of. We built a very robust plan, great infrastructure, so Sunday morning we will be staging at RFK Stadium, uh, Chenelly said, noting that the event is now expecting 100,000 bikes. In early May, Joe Biden's Pentagon rejected a permit for rolling to remember, which threatened to stop the event. Um, so there's some good news. Um, people are standing up. There are people that love this country uh, to the very... Um, We'll always love this country. We'll love it to the day we die. We know what we um, we know what we believe. We know what we fought for. We know what what sacrifices have been done by our our uh, forefathers uh, and many others that are currently living, who even sacrificed for for wars that they refused. Would uh, if they had it to do over again, they probably would not have sacrificed for that cause. Um, we were goaded into um, maintaining those things, like, for example, the Iraq War and even the Vietnam War, obviously, even the, even as we were trying to stop um, the encroachments of uh, communism uh, that was handled poorly. And we've done this before. Um, it's just one of those things where we have had leadership, and that's the biggest issue that we have at present, that... We have had a Washington, D.C. oligarch uh, agency rot that has destroyed this nation's ability to function in a coherent and cohesive manner. Uh, it's created a schism, I think ostensibly by purpose, and also supported by uh, the CCP, who in the last 35 years has been entertaining their objectives, which was to destroy uh, American uh, values and uh, uh, undermine, subvert, infiltrate, and corrupt politicians, Wall Street, manufacturing companies, uh, greedy idiots that lead companies who have no ethical moorings whatsoever and would rather do business overseas to make a little bit of money and usually get compromised in the process. And then they are beholden to the CCP and they have no they have no um, ethical foundation on which to build themselves on. They see it as well. In order to get ahead in business, you have to do what other people do. Uh, nothing like benchmarking your uh, your business uh, objectives off of unethical practices, which we'll get into further here. So I'm going to play a video from um, that a short video from Jack Posobiec, who just recently released a book uh, on Antifa, but. He played this, uh, this was earlier today or uh, yesterday. It was from Villanova University. It, this was a Zoom call, so we'll see if we can uh, get this up here and, and let let the let the speaker speak. I, I have no idea who this guy is, but um, he's speaking with a group of about 15 or 16 other uh, professors at a university. I want to say that the Marxist foundation of critical race theory is at base a spiritual concern. If you read Marx, you know that he was concerned about alienation, specifically alienation of the species being, that element of humanity uh, that provides creativity, that is unique to the individual, uh, 
that really gives us, it, it is what defines humans from animals in that case. And that Marx was concerned that our modern systems were flattening that humanity and, and alienating us from the creative endeavors that, that we were, uh, well, Christians would say, we were designed to uh, emulate and to, and to practice. So the core question for critical race theory is one of releasing people, especially people of color, especially black people from uh, the oppressive systems that deny us access to our species being, including racism. It's Marxism, my point being critical race theory's Marxism is, function, is fundamentally a spiritual uh, concern. So you get all that, uh, Marxism is a spiritual concern it's the critical race theory is about marxism is marxism that's what they're telling you that's what they're telling all of you people out there and you know on the coast and in central america or central part of america every place every town if you have if you listen to what this idiot who talked in circles and couldn't make a coherent point uh marxism he he tries to latch it onto some some kind of spirituality and latch it onto racism, of course, because uh, which is actual cultural Marxism. Because I don't think Marxism or uh, Marx was he was about class warfare, but class warfare didn't work in the United States because we've had a great uh, a substantial middle class, so people felt like there was always uh, upward mobility and therefore could make it and achieve it. So instead, our uh, the pointy head professors at uh, university going back to the Frankfurt school and going back about approximately a hundred years have always seen is seen the race as the the way to do this on the United States. It's just it's poisonous and it's evil. I'm not going to entertain uh, the the aspects of Marxism that they they have interjected into our society because they're they're just evil people that are doing this there's no foundation for what they're doing no achievement that they're going to uh, do they've set back race race relations a hundred years which is exactly what they want to do we have come so far in the last 60 years ever since uh, uh, th these people have uh, they have such a perverse and distorted comprehension of history as to make history meaningless in their minds uh, by by their by the way they present it because to them it's just it's fudgeable based upon how they want to move things around and distort things because yes there's always been uh undercurrents or things that didn't go well or weren't done right and we have legislated to to improve those things but in the last 20 to 30 years, everything that we used to work to try to eliminate has now come full circle. And now, they, now they're now they trying to upset this apple cart by labeling people who ha are not racist, racist, based upon the fact that they want something from them. Marxists always want to steal things from you. They want to steal your rights, your voice, your guns, your land, and your life. That's their that's their sole objective. They have no these people have not a good idea in their head. They are nothing but evil, malicious people, and they will have to be dealt with at some point or another. And by dealt with, I don't mean they need to be harmed. I'm saying they need to be arrested, fired, 
Uh, anything that they do that's actionable on, they need to be brought to justice because these people are not good. They are not doing anything. They're far worse than the average criminal. Why? Because they're poisoning kids. They're poisoning, they're poisoning our society with evil. And they know it. They actually do know it. Either that or they're just used, absolutely useless idiots. That guy speaking there, I don't care what color he is. I can't stand his ideas. I can't stand somebody who wants to destroy this country. This country that has all the opportunity in it that you could need. But they are so resentful and so malicious that they will they will take every bit of whatever is given to them and spit on it. Barack Obama spit on this country. Ostensibly, Bush did. Same way with Clinton. These people spit on the very... This, very goodness of the people who put them in office um, I use those people as example because um, Joe Biden too he spit on this country every time they talk every time they make a stupid decision every time they appoint an evil radical human being they're spitting on you they're spitting on this entire country they have no they they and I know there'll be people out there that say, "Well, you didn't mention Trump." I was like, "No, I did not mention Trump because Trump wasn't trying to tear down this country; he was trying to rebuild this place back up." And for all his uh, efforts to try to do so, did he make mistakes along the way? Of course, because he's a human being. And did, did he always make a perfect appointment? Of course not. We know that for a fact. There are many other people, though, who were engaged in trying to subterfuge to undermine his administration we know the democrats were undermining him from the even before he even took office through a barack obama joe biden joe biden was the one who uh, who engaged in the logan act uh uh witch hunt i didn't want to get off on a rain here but the point is is uh we have these we have these evil people who give them an give them a inch they'll try to take a mile this is the this has always been what liberals do. This is why we can't stand liberals. They don't have they have no or not even liberals but leftists. They they have no connection to an actual reality. They have no connection to an actual soul inside themselves. They just want to wreck things just to wreck it. They don't they have nihilistic. They're 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 basically your basic the basic level psychopath sociopaths. They don't care about anything but themselves. They don't care about what they do. They are, they're good at talking. And maybe people will say I am or not good at talking. But these people are indicative of people who will sit there and bloviate and get paid a lot of money to be a professor at a university. How he ever got to be a professor at Villanova University, one will never know. But uh, it's just repulsive to everything this country stands upon. So let's go to a, a, a good old uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's always good for quotes. Um, so he was quoted, he was uh, talking uh, American service members at Virginia military base. This was reported by the New York Post, telling them that his Chinese counterparts believe Beijing will own America inside the next 15 years. And he says, quote, we're in a battle between democracies and autocracies. Biden told troops at Joint Base Langley, uh, Langley Eustis in Hampton. The more complicated the world becomes, the more difficult it is for democracies to come together and reach consensus. 
And then he says, quote, I've spent more time with President Xi Jinping of China than any other world leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him and just his interpreter. 17,000 miles travel with him in China and here and here, the president added. He firmly believed that China before the year 2030 or 35 is going to own America because the autocracies can make quick decisions, unquote. <clears throat> so our our friend Joe Biden is so uh, so uh, lauding of, of autocracies and, and, and uh, dictatorships and and Marxism and communism. This is the CCP. You know, China, he says he's already said. Well, he doesn't have a democratic bone in his body. He said that to Nora O'Donnell on a uh, on his. Uh, got, this guy is such a piece of crap. He 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 builds up autocracies while he besmirches democracies or republics. He has no business being president of the United States. None whatsoever. He has shown a, he is an utter failure at everything he has ever touched in his life. He's good at one thing, creating corruption, creating evil, creating a son who goes around banging uh, CCP whores over wherever he did it. All you have to do is look it up on GTV.org and put in a, the search term Hunter Biden. And there's enough videos there to, to watch to your heart's content if you so desire. I can actually say I haven't watched but like a handful of seconds of any of them. But the visuals that are presented are enough to make you know what's going on. You don't need to get dive into deep details. There's also a, a site called applebomb.com uh, or .org. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, he's uh, done a lot of uh, vetting and analysis of Hunter Biden's uh, 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 emails and access to his uh hard drive evidently he he has some he's very well connected to the right people who have provided him with those insights and given him the information to to overview and connected to some other uh, intelligence gathering uh, methodologies so what i'm saying is is uh yeah he's beholden to the ccp joe biden is beholden to him beholden to g and he's purposely tearing apart this country to satisfy that because he's blackmailed and he won't do anything to stop him he uh the next uh, example of that is the Nord Stream 2 pipeline so and this isn't even tied directly to China but it just shows that he's probably doing this on purpose we've uh, reached a, a, a near term high on gas prices in just a matter of four months with Biden he kills the XL pipeline now uh, it just so happens, and and this is a small, this is small and minor, but yet it, it it is indicative of who who he is and who he deals with. Biden receives funds from top Russian lobbyists before Nord Stream two giveaway. This was written by the New York Post again by John Levine. President Biden and his allies raked in campaign cash from a top Russian lobbyist in 2020, just months before the his administration decision to scrap sanctions over a controversial foreign building a Russian oil pipeline to Germany. So he got uh, 4000 or he uh, was he got it from uh, Richard Burt, which was a managing partner from McClart, uh, Malart, uh, Associates and a former U.S. ambassador to Germany, Germany during the Reagan administration. He ponied up 4K to Joe Biden and then dropped another 10K into his left-aligned political action committee called Unite the, the County in March 2020. 
FEC records show. So the FEC, if you go to FEC.gov, there's a lot of information you can gather on who's given money to who and how much money they've collected. And Joe Biden got most of his money through Act Blue, which was a, a, a funnel for BLM. Um, so if you wanted to donate to BLM, it would uh, take you to Act Blue, and Act Blue was uh, directly donating to the Democrat Party. So all the money that people thought they were donating to BLM uh, was actually getting funneled to the Democratic Party, which was buttressing Joe Biden's campaign. Just a, just a, just a word to the wise. You, you might want to know where your money's going if you're uh, supporting a cause, but uh, uh, whether you wh- whether that doesn't bother you or not. Uh, I, I guess doesn't matter. That's just a side note. But yeah, you can go there and collect all that information from the FEC.gov. So I guess what's indicative is the Swed- is Switzerland-based Nord Stream 2, controlled by ex-East German Stasi officer and close ally of Val- Vladimir Putin, is currently engaging in sanctionable activity, according to the State Department. Team Biden raised eyebrows, however, after declining to enforce sanctions citing U.S. national interest. What national interest are served by that? There's no national interest served by us supporting a pipeline that's going from Russia to, Ger- uh, to Germany, other than the fact that uh, now Russia can control or turn on or turn off the, the tap of, it, of uh, uh, natural gas going and flowing to Germany whenever uh, they think that the, the European Union gets out of line, which seems to be just the opposite of what you would want done if you were a U.S. national comp- a U.S. Uh, State Department or the U.S. government, but leave it leave it to me to not understand why that was. A, 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 you know, the funny thing is, is uh, Trump was the one who nixed or or uh, made a big deal out of the fact that uh, Russia was supplying Germany with that. Matter of fact, he did that on a call that was tied to Maria Yovanovitch, and people the the journalists made a real big deal about Yovanovitch and him saying, you know, get rid of her, take care of her, get her out. Uh, he did that a, a year before she was actually testifying. This was in like May of 2018 that he made that comment because he they that somebody told him that you know this girl is just a crazy uh, you know uh, Trump hater and and she's undermining his policy over abroad. And he was just saying you know you know he was asking somebody or requesting somebody to fire her. She didn't even get fired. She wound up testifying before Congress and. And trying to act like a like she's a a, a good person when she isn't, uh, she's she, she was just a one of those people that you put in uh, put in a position and she undermines your your authority. And this is what the State Department, this is what the CIA, this is what the FBI do. They're all being run by hard left individuals or people that are using hard leftism to get what they want accomplished. Uh, they're autocrats. Uh, they're, they they think that they're beyond reproach, and they'll be damned if they'll listen to any president other than one that they can control. Which Biden isn't hard to control, but Biden's manipulated by everybody. He's manipulated by the deep state. He's manipulated by China. He's manipulated by the Democratic Party. I mean, you think he actually chose Kamala Harris? It's come out that Kamala Harris is, uh, <laughs> and and Jill Biden aren't exactly on. Uh, good terms in any way shape or form but of course Kamala was just put on there because of her because of two things she's a woman and she's a a a woman of color or BIPOC or whatever 
terminology the left uses today because it's all leftist linguistic tricks to get what they want. And and if you don't use their proper term, then you're somehow behind the times or not with it or whatever, which is all bullshit. Uh, I don't care what color she is. I don't care that she's a woman. I care about what she represents, which is uh, what I mean represents. She represents our country, and she is incapable of doing that because she's not qualified. She's just... um, She's just an empty suit. She's a sociopath. She laughs and giggles at inappropriate times. She doesn't know how to present herself. She doesn't know how to answer questions. She makes asinine comments all the time, just like her boss, uh, Joe, ostensibly. And she knows she's a, she knows she's one heartbeat away from being the president of the United States. And what did she ever do to accomplish to do it, get there? Other than she spent a lot of time. Uh, kissing up or kissing down depending upon how you look at it uh to get what she wants uh she is she is the epitome of a woman who didn't have to break through any glass ceiling so when i hear women say oh there's so many barriers well you know what this woman seemed to figure out a way to get around those barriers because you never had any principles to begin when you don't have any principles then you know the sky's the limit you can just do whatever the hell you want uh but eventually that always comes back to haunt you uh, those executives that uh, make deals overseas with the CCP uh, will soon find out that uh, there's uh, strings attached to their uh, their uh, stupidity of of doing doing stupid deals with a, a country that's run by a sociopath, probably a psychopath, and, and Xi Jinping. And we'll get to that in just a second. So, anyway. Back to this, real quick to this Nord Stream. To build the pipeline, Nord Stream 2 has partnered with five European companies, NG, OMV, Shell, Uniper, and Wintershaw DIA. Lobbying, dis- lobbying disclosure forms show that BERT is currently a- a- advocating on behalf of all five. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? So this guy, he's just a, hey, this is, this is another part of this Washington crap is all lobbyists. These lobbyists are just evil. Uh, we uh, there's uh, if you go to opentobooks.com, you can find a host of companies that get the, the the amount of money that gets paid from lobbying to destroy our country. Because these 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 corporations are just they they have no souls. They're, I mean, I know they're they're there. To, they everybody says, well, that's what happens with capitalism and making profit. No, it doesn't. Capitalism. Is, is not the root cause. Crony capitalism is. Cronyism. A corruption that is not held in check. There are, there are antitrust laws. There are uh, uh, laws out there and mechanisms to bring these companies to heal. And if you do it on a legitimate basis and you do it quickly and effectively, you bring these people back in line. If they want to send their shit overseas, fine. Then you divorce them from, you cut them off from capital markets. You send them, you say, okay, you want to deal with China? Fine. Then you don't have access to American capital. Uh, you cut them the hell off. Uh, the only way you can, you have to do something. And if they want to continue to fight, then you can, you can sound a death knell on their corporation. You can literally pull their, pull their corporate charter, and that'll be that. You can you can end these companies if you want to. I mean, and if they say, "Oh no, you can't." Oh yes, you can. There's a company that we just ended. Was it 20 years ago? Named Enron. Does Enron exist anymore? 
except probably some some uh, uh, PO box where the lawsuits keep on going to it. Any any entity that operates with a, a criminal intent as a crime organization can be dealt with and needs to be dealt with. So let's see. I've ranted for a while. We're at twenty eight minutes. So next up here, where since we're talking about the CCP and talking about corruption, um, we can move on to uh, to this video from uh, uh, Yannick. I can't pronounce his name uh, very well, but uh, he uh, Yannick uh, Yakelik Yakinik. Uh, it's uh, I posted his. Uh, I put a link to his uh, tweet in the description. But this is a seven minute on organ harvesting in China. It's good. It's a good fundamental understanding. So I'll just go ahead and let that play. For over three decades, the People's Republic of China has been accused of harvesting the organs of its own citizens by force. The victims are killed in the process and their organs are used in transplant operations. This organ trafficking is a human rights abuse that affects all of us. But what is forced organ harvesting in China? How does it differ from transplant systems in other countries? And what evidence is there that it's taking place? Most countries have a voluntary donation system. Recipients wait for an organ to become available, sometimes for three or four years. When a donor dies, the best matched person on the waiting list is rushed to the hospital to receive their transplant. China has a very different system with reverse matching. Recipients pay for an organ to be made available. A prisoner who is the best match for the paying recipient is chosen from a large pool of detainees. The prisoner is then killed and their organs extracted for transplantation. Transplants for organs such as hearts, livers and kidneys are scheduled in advance and performed in a matter of weeks. It is not possible for an ethical organ donation system to provide transplants on demand. For years, there has been controversy over whether prisoners of conscience are being killed for organs. An independent people's tribunal, chaired by Sir Geoffrey Nice QC, was formed to assess all available evidence. After 12 months, including five days of public hearings, the China Tribunal concluded that forced organ harvesting has been committed for years throughout China on a significant scale. Falun Gong practitioners have been one and probably the main source of organ supply. And the vulnerability of the Uyghurs to being used as a bank of organs is also obvious. To understand how this atrocity began, we need to go back to the late 1970s when Chinese surgeons began transplanting organs from death row prisoners, a practice that was widely condemned. In 1994, Human Rights Watch reported three key findings. Political offenders and other non-violent criminals were being used as sources for organs. Chinese doctors participated in pre-execution medical tests and matching of prisoners with recipients, often on a first-paid, first-served basis. And executions were deliberately mishandled to ensure that prisoners were not yet dead when their organs were removed. From 2000 onwards, China's transplant system rapidly expanded. At the same time, the authorities conducted a violent campaign to eradicate the Buddhist Qigong and meditation practice Falun Gong, which is practiced by millions in China. As the labor camps, black jails, and prisons filled with Falun Gong practitioners, so the volume of transplant operations dramatically increased. 
These rapidly available organs could not have come from death row prisoners alone. And, in comparison, Falun Gong practitioners are a healthier source for organs, as they do not drink or smoke, and do Qigong exercises regularly as part of their spiritual practice. The number of liver transplants in 2000 reached 10 times that of 1999. In 2005, the number tripled further. As the Chinese transplant system continued to grow, so did the pool of prisoners. In 2017, Muslim Uyghurs began to be incarcerated in vast numbers, with many reported missing. And although China recently began developing a voluntary donation system, there is still no transparency about the source of organs. From July 2018 to June 2019, members of the China Tribunal with expertise in international human rights law, organ transplantation, international relations, China studies and business reviewed multiple lines of evidence including testimonies from relatives of deceased victims, fellow internees, and from Uyghur and Falun Gong detainees who were forced into blood tests and organ scans, including chest x-rays and ultrasounds. Some were overtly threatened with forced organ harvesting. Undercover phone call and video investigations from as recently as 2019 revealed admissions by government officials and surgeons that organs are available on demand and that Falun Gong organs are also available. In one forensically examined phone call, the former PLA Minister for Health, Bai Xuzhong, stated that ex-president Jiang Zemin directly ordered the killing of Falun Gong practitioners for their organs. The China Tribunal also reviewed investigations compiling Chinese records, including bed utilization rates, surgical teams and hospital revenue that show 60 to 100,000 transplants have been performed each year, far more than officially claimed. In 2010, just one hospital carried out over 5,000 transplants. Other lines of evidence examined include official Communist Party documents of policy and practices, scientific studies in Chinese journals that detail suspicious data consistent with killing individuals for organs, and a statistical analysis of China's organ donation system showing that organ donation figures have been falsified and do not represent the real numbers. Based on these lines of evidence and proof of other acts, the China Tribunal not only found that forced organ harvesting has and continues to happen in China, it also found that Commission of Crimes Against Humanity against the Falun Gong and Uyghurs has been proved beyond reasonable doubt. But whose responsibility is it to act and what should be done? Medical institutions and companies must abide by their business and human rights obligations. This means cutting ties with China in relation to organ transplantation practice, research and training. States should enact laws combating international transplant tourism and Chinese perpetrators should be sanctioned. Governments around the world should take the necessary steps to seek justice and the Chinese Communist Party should be held accountable for its actions. As global citizens, 
it is our responsibility to speak out against forced organ harvesting. If we don't act now, many more lives will be lost. So there you go. That's a that was a nice little analysis of what's going on in uh, China in terms of what they've been doing for uh, many decades now. Actually, going back at least twenty five to thirty five years in terms of parts and oppression and using a forced organ harvesting, uh, finding a match in their uh, I guess you could call it their uh, holding pens. Um, concentration camps uh, for Uyghurs, uh, you know, practitioners, uh, practice, practitioners of Falun, uh, Falun Dong, uh, Gong. Can't even spit it out. Um, Tongue tied. But uh, I wrote a kind of a uh, well, I don't guess I guess you could call it the, the short story that's tied to this. Actually, I, I I didn't set it up as being quite tied to this particular problem, but the the title of it is called the perfect part. So I'll read it. Once upon a time, you had a factory that produced ninety nine point eight percent acceptable parts. Some were a bit off, didn't last as long, or had issues, but overall they were productive for the customers that desired them. But 2.2% were defective or ill. The supreme leader of the factory said, We must achieve 100% perfection. A crisis committee was formed. Billions upon billions spent to analyze, model, hypothesize, and suggest expensive and scientifically approved ways to get that final 0.2% acceptable to the leader. No, perfect. Some input was provided by the workers, the workers who dealt with this problem daily. The workers saw it was highly plausible to just isolate those 0.2% and determine what made them unacceptable and how to do cheap quality checks on them to improve their acceptability. These workers even determined that some in the point in the 99.8% were more variable than normally allowed and that preventative rework would help them endure longer this so that the customers that these parts were important to long term would care deeply about them the worker ideas were simple cheap often merely a reworking of a costly system that reliant uh, uh, costly, costly system relying on radical ideas but they were soundly rejected, ridiculed, mocked, and derided as uncaring because they did not care enough to provide big, radical changes to this factory that had produced billions upon billions of parts with minimal flaws in totality. Excuse me. <clears throat> the crisis committee decided to reimagine the entire facility move around all the assembly lines, reassign job duties, idle useful subparts while spending billions more on archaic or outdated programs that never were profitable at all to the endeavor in, in to endeavor in for the factory. <clears throat> but this matters, they raved. This facility will be better than ever, they ranted. The crisis committee had all the financial resources, the media promotion, the intellectual horsepower, quote-unquote, and the political will from the supreme leader, the leader who was often known to create such 
was often known to create such opportunities, would then watch as the subordinates scrambled around to meet his exacting desires. It was harmless fun for him, like using a magnifying glass to burn up ants on the sidewalk, or other more presently designed experiments on subordinates that did not comply to his will. After many seasons of toil and setbacks and reprisals, the project resulted in 100% perfection. The factory didn't produce as many parts. In fact, it produced so few, the customers grew tired and lost any motivation to even order more parts. The exhaustive operation was telling in that the workers were no longer around. Just an AI robot with one task, final QC check. If a part managed to reach the robot, the amount of dollars spent to get it there was astronomical in retrospect. At least one trillion U.S. before, the cur- before that currency became antiquated and imperfect. Nonetheless, every so often a part would make it through the final QC check. He had been perfected to the supreme leader's exacting ideals. Then, after a short while, a flaw would emerge and the magnifying glass would appear on his desk. I think you can get the idea of what I'm discussing there. That uh, I'll just lay, lay it at that. We live in a society now that uh, doesn't value life. I mean, I saw on Twitter, <laughs> of course. I got back on Twitter just recently. I uh, decided to form an account just to uh, just for news aggregation. I'm not going to get into uh, discussions. I might randomly tweet to somebody every once in a while, but for the most part, I'm going to leave it alone. There's enough to keep me occupied not to do that. But anyway, there was a gal who posted her TikTok, and she was uh, she was uh, mocking. She starts off all, you know, like sad-like, and she pulls out her little pregnancy stick. And, you know, the idea was to show how, how disappointed she was to be pregnant. And then she suddenly flips a 180 and says, Oh, what do I care? I, I booked my appointment yeah, tomorrow, ostensibly to, to abort a, a, a fetus. Now I know it was it was probably just a a mocking video. I don't believe she was whatever pregnant or not pregnant, but ostensibly mocking the idea that oh you know it's no big deal. It's just it's just a clump of cells. We can just get rid of it. Uh, this uh, this uh, taught sociopathy. I mean, it's taught now. It's taught that you know you matter more than anything else. And that, uh, you know, your creation, you know, whether biological or your creative endeavors don't really matter. It's all about just, you know, getting what you, exploiting and uh, exploiting from others whatever you can. Blaming others for everything that you didn't get done. uh, uh, Using others, playing people off each other. Creating an us-them dichotomy uh, while you sit back and. And watch people uh, destroy things in your name or or just you want to control. We have lots of useful idiots who think that they're going to eventually not going to be uh, met, held to account for their actions. And they will be. Um, not by me, but uh, by the forces that will eventually uh, see that they're no longer useful and they'll take care of them. By then they will have acerbated or isolated themselves to such a degree that nobody will come to their defense see the first thing they you know the 
the, that phrase first they come for the communist or whatever well in this day ta- in this the, this day and age i'll be you know first they come for the free, uh, uh freedom of speech advocates um because they weren't because i wasn't one of them i didn't speak out and then the next they go next they came for all the the 2a advocates uh all the people who wanted to defend their country and their freedoms uh if you don't speak out uh, because you weren't one of them, uh, well, they'll go away. Eventually, all the uh, the the people that are authoritarians, once they get get all this power congealed or centralized, they're going to come for the rest of us. This is a population control experiment in real time, and you're just a part of it. You know, there's a uh, many of many a soldier has fought uh, to keep other countries free. Or keep other countries from falling under tyranny, um, putting their life on the line. I mean, that's what World War II was all about. If you want to consider any war that we probably had the most on the line, and we had the we had the the luck of of being fairly isolated by by ocean and travel uh, to 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 maintain our, our country. And to project our power onto two continents, essentially, uh, uh, through Japan, and or actually three, if you count Australia and Europe and, Aust- and Africa. So we were all over the world, but uh, I guess the thing, the most most notable ones were Europe and, and the Asian continent. Uh, if you, uh, as you look at Japan, to uh, to achieve the goal of of uh, of stopping. Uh, totalitarianism and the forces of of the nazis and and the forces of of uh, japan's imperial uh ambitions at that time which was caused by uh a caused by a, a certain clique or a group of military uh, uh junta that was in in control in many cases they were they were rational voices inside japan less uh less militaristic voices but uh they didn't win out um the same can't be said so much in uh in Germany but uh uh that was what it was but that that being said in the in, after after the defeat of Germany uh we had a bigger crisis with Russia or the Soviet Union because uh at the Soviet Union and the USSR at that time that they were aggressive and they wanted their they were they were just they were just the the other side of the coin when it came to nazism because there's this difference between national socialism and uh, global socialism, which has been what the communism or, or the the end result. See, these are just steps along the way. They, the, this idea that well, they'll, they'll, you'll never reach actual communism where there's no statelessness. Um, there'll uh, there'll always be a state because the state will never relinquish power. So there's never so when people you know argue over the finer points or the nuances of it yeah but the 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 it's not even about the it's not about the end goal the end goal of of uh of this situation is the eradication of as many human beings that get in the way of anybody who wants to be in control it just becomes a long it just becomes a long progressive power struggle the united states constitution is a bulwark to that and had been for 200 years have there been issues have there been shortcomings have there been failings of course anytime you have human endeavor you're going to have that 
but you need to be uh, you you would think that people would understand the the evil that keeps on it keeps on popping up and why it keeps on popping up it keeps on popping up because we have malevolent forces that just will not cease they never sleep you can't take your eye off the ball yuri besmanov said that the united states is in a constant state of uh, of uh, undeclared and declared war every day but now we have people who are just errant um, they're basically they're suspect as all hell that are based in washington dc our federal government isn't the end-all be-all uh, our state governments or local governments or local leaders can can achieve a lot of uh, things but the one thing they can't achieve is what the federal government was supposed to be which was supposed to be a, a the shining city on the hill, the bastion of freedom, the, the protector of rights. When the Supreme Court decided not to over, to not see these cases on the election, they gave up on this country. All I, I I can't blame all the justices the same because a couple of them did stand up, but the other seven are just repulsive to the entire process. Yea, they did nothing but damage to this country. They are guilty of they are guilty of the worst crimes. They buried their head in the sand, whether because of their corruption, because of somebody getting to them, because of their fears. If you're a you if you are a Supreme Court justice, why are you afraid? If you're that if you have if you're that spineless and that cowardly, don't be in the position resign what they did was repulsive to this this nation they uh, spit on the graves of hundreds of thousands of u.s soldiers that are a cell that are mourned and valued the memorialization of those people those people who stood up and wanted to uh, stop or keep mankind together to keep it advancing uh, liberals seem to have no concept of what this is. They think they do. Uh, they 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 think they're intelligent. They think they can. They always base it upon some grand idea. Their grand ideas are usually just just pie in the sky. This environmentalism is a hoax and a and a, a push a push towards just absolute destruction of a humanity. They don't they don't seem to they they ha- I haven't had anybody. Uh, lay out their argument in a way that makes it so that I can understand what they're trying to achieve to try to get 7 billion plus people all on the same page impossible what we can do is create local systems that work well and make make some environmental make some environmental improvements in little bites and portions everything is piecemeal Liberals love to put in huge, enormous, ineffective, centralized systems to achieve their goals. None of them ever work. Why? Because there's just too many. There's too many working parts. The systems grow or systems over time grow or can grow organically, and and will get out of control. That's why you should try to make them as simple and, and with as, as few layers as possible to them. And allow people the most uh, most uh, what would you say uh, flexibility to either engage in the system or not engage in the system. The more little mini systems you have, the better. That's the reason why fifty states work. If they if those if those governors and those localities 
work and operate uh, to a common good. But like anything, uh, we have too many negative people. We have too many evil people who get involved in these situations because power attracts evil. I've come to realize that power does attract evil. The kind of evil that needs to be um, rooted out. People need to identify it very eh, very quickly. And all the happy talk and all, it's just, we just need more money. When someone tells you you need more money, no. What you need is better ideas. And you need better, you need a better structure. You need to put, put more, uh, uh, what would you call it, sweat equity into it before you worry about whether anybody should support your ideas. Liberals always want somebody else to pay for their ideas. Or the leftist wing. I hate to call them liberals. Actual liberals are probably uh, rational enough that we, they understand this. But the leftism, they just want money. They just want your money. They want anything, but anything, they, they can't generate it themselves, but they can steal it from others. That's basically what it boils down to. And you got Joe... Uh, Joe uh, Joe wants to destroy our middle class. He wants to take away our rights. He said our constitution is, you know, not not really functional or or uh, those rights are not absolute. It's like he is the epitome of a stooge, a puppet, a bought and paid for politician who has no control over his own life. He is the weakest president we have ever had. He will be the worst president we will ever have. And if 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 by 2024, if he still manages to be hanging around by then, this country will be in utter collapse under him. Because he is just, he is what he is. He's just, he he's Xi's pet. Xi is laughing and smiling and thinking, yes, he's got, rubbing his hands together and he's thinking, yes, now I can go to world domination. And he will. He is, he is, he makes Hitler look like an underachiever. He makes Stalin look like he's a uh, backward. That's how dangerous Xi Jinping is. And if people don't start waking up to that fact, and if they don't get to the get to the get with the program, they're going to soon realize that not only were people all right all wrong about how homicidal this CCP leader is and his party members. It mentioned in this uh, video was. Uh, was his mentor Jai Jimin, who Jai Jimin is, uh, who's uh, buddies with uh, Mitch McConnell's uh, daughter's uh, father, um, which I know sounds like a long way around to saying that you know McConnell supports him. But when your wife, uh, when your wife's father went to school with Jai Jimin, and Jai Jimin is is the mentor to uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, there's something there. Explains why Washington D.C. has turned into a bunch of poisonous parasites that suck, that are trying to suck the, suck the life out of the United States of America, um, and drain it dry of its capital, its 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 goodness. Because eventually people are going to get fed up, and they know that, and they're antagonizing this on purpose. That 80-year-old turtle is nothing but a despicable human being. So yes, liberals, I can I can criticize my own side. I can cri- criticize Paul Ryan, Ryan, who's a empty suit and works for Fox. And we should get rid of him too. He's he should be in handcuffs. If, I, if it's ever found out that him and Mike Pence had uh, purposely set out to uh, uh, undermine President Trump's administration, they should be arrested. 
There are a host of people that need to be arrested, and they're all in D.C. Or they're wearing, you know, $5,000 suits, and they think that they deserve deserve respect. I'm going to shut this broadcast down. I hope everybody has a enjoyable, enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. Go out, have fun, try to find ways to decompress. That's what I'm going to do. And thank you for listening. And God bless America. God bless the United States of America. And to all the friends in the world, have a great day.